The Sparks Brothers. I really like the tagline for this movie. There's two taglines I like about this. Your favorite band's favorite band. Great. Love that. Um, really speaks to how the Sparks Brothers, you know, Sparks, uh, the band, of course, how they just are not very well known. But then I also really like this one. 50 years, 25 albums, 345 songs, unlimited genius. I think that captures it pretty well. Sparks Brothers came out, uh, premiered at Sundance. It also played at South by, and I missed it both times. <laughs> I wasn't able to see it, but I did get to see it theatrically. So I have a little bit of my own sort of uh, addition here. I get to talk about, uh, I know, Will, you saw it six months ago now, actually, it's been a while, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, how, how is the, the documentary sort of, uh, I asked this, you know, about soul earlier too, but <laughs> how is Sparks Brothers sort of aged for you? I still like it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't given it as much thought as I was hoping to, but um, I don't think my opinion of the film has necessarily gone down. Okay, yeah, I was just curious. I, this is a documentary, a music documentary from Edgar Wright's very creative one, uh, especially like in the early goings, you know, doing a lot of stuff with the rock duo themselves, Ron and Russell Mail whose rock career started out in the 1970s. They used to be part of the band Half Nelson, and then they kind of broke out, did their own thing as Sparks. And uh, I think the whole band was Sparks too at one point, but then they eventually, you know, as time went on, it really just became these two brothers. And the Sparks brothers name is a reference to what their producer wanted them to be called, the Sparks brothers, as a reference to Marx brothers. Uh, but instead, they just went with Sparks cleaner, right? <laughs> but I think this is a an apt title to sort of capture this really remarkable journey these two men have been on a career that I'll be honest, I did not know much about when it comes to sparks. The only reason I know who sparks is, and I know, I know they are a bit under the radar for a lot of people, but I know for me when I want to say how long ago was this probably five years ago, maybe five or six years ago, I had this really uh, eclectic neighbor who had turned his garage into a record kind of collection studio thing. So we would hang out on the weekends and uh, this is in uh, the Bay Area, of course, but I would go to I go to his garage and, you know, he would sell me records and stuff. He had a huge collection and he would not shut up about Sparks. I had never really heard of Sparks before. I had heard, you know, songs were familiar ish. But I had no idea, you know, who these guys were at that point. And he gave me the album. Uh, I think it was uh, the Outer Space one. I forget the, the name of it. And I still have it somewhere. But that's sort of my impression of Sparks is their like 80s era. I didn't even know that they had music in the 70s. I also didn't know that they kept making music in the 90s and the 2000s. So I was really enthralled by this documentary, which really gets into the detail of their career, where they come from, you know, sort of unraveling the mystique around their personas. I think where this movie doesn't totally grab me is the length. It's a bit too long. And I think that it has stretches where it really just feels like we're going through the album synopsis that you'd see on Spotify or Apple Music, but just through a bunch of like random people kind of talking about this is what it was like. And it's it's a little bit, you know, formulaic there. It just sort of feels like a typical documentary. But what I like about this is that there are times where Wright really adds a lot of flair to the documentary. There's like there's a actual like illustrated cartoons and fun recountings and and the stories themselves are really great. And I think it's a it's a very useful documentary in 
elevating the profile of these two men who probably deserve way more credit. I uh, definitely deserve way more credit than they get. And uh, it's a very, very helpful documentary and sort of establishing their influence on other people. I open this with, of course, like your favorite band's favorite band. And there's a lot of how Sparks really, and not invented, but certainly popularized in a minor way, the use of dance pop in the 80s and really like set that so that people heard that. And then of course would make the hits that people know. <laughs> and so, but I really respect these guys. I really respect their creative talents and just like how they just so focused on the music, no distractions, it seems. We don't get into a lot of their personal lives, you know? Like, there's only, like, a little bit of, like, what, you know, Russell's up to with, like, one romantic entanglement. and But really, these guys, they just have been creating and creating and they're the kind of people who they don't make anything they don't make things to be commercial if things are commercial incidentally that's great with them it makes them money so that they can just keep making the music they want to make and i respect the heck out of that I, I absolutely love that these guys have found their success you know even if though it's not the flashy big success that would tank a lot of other bands as we often see i i really am happy they exist but yeah, it's been a while for you, Will. So what did what did you think of Sparks Brothers overall? I mean, uh, had you heard of them before you watched this documentary? A little bit, yeah. I heard some of their songs. Um, the the album you were talking about is In Outer Space, I believe. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't familiar enough to ever say I was a fan or that um, I knew enough to like even warrant the, the title of fan, I guess. But uh, I was I, I had known like some uh, at least a few of their songs going into this. And um, I think I've heard some people ask, like, is that bad? Like, is it like I, I feel like some people are afraid to see this movie if they aren't Sparks fans. And I think the movie makes it very apparent that, like, if you're if you're not familiar with Sparks, this movie is for you to the point where I've heard some Sparks fans were kind of annoyed that they kind of go over stuff that seemed kind of obvious to them. But I mean, you know, as it sounds like for us, like we we had like a pretty mild awareness of the band, so that that I guess played into our favor at least watching it. But um, and I could imagine though, like fans watching this and being like, I'm really happy that you know sure. they're getting this much attention. I've been trying to tell people about Sparks for years. Well, yeah, that's that's like basically the point is that like I think that's the way that Edgar Wright described it is that like he just wanted to make a movie so he didn't have to give the same spiel to his friends like every day about why they're the best <laughs> band ever. Right. This is the guy who made Baby Driver, right? Where he turned his whole iPod into right. <laughs> a soundtrack for people who don't listen to the music that he listens to. Yeah. But, um, I mean, watching the film, I remember, like, it had a lot of things that in documentaries tends to kind of bug me. For instance, like, it's very copiously talking heads uh, focus. Uh, it's a lot of, like, uh, you know, celebrities as opposed to, like, uh, collaborators. Like, there are a lot of collaborators here, but it does often favor having a lot of celebrities as well, which I think is one of the reasons why it's so long, is that we have so many people. But at the same time, I do really appreciate that, like, like for instance, when Mike Myers shows up, it doesn't say, like, Mike Myers, actor, writer, comedian, says Mike Myers, Canadian, uh, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, which I think is a lot of, <laughs> it, like it, you know, yeah, like, stuff like that. Um, also, I feel like having a great like interview himself was a little um i don't know i just felt like it was a bit much like it just kind of it felt a little uh self-serving but i mean these are kind of minor complaints really because ultimately i i think the movie itself is just a very warm passionate celebration of the like inventive spirit and the desire to stay true to one's image no matter the medium and just uh, celebrating a band that uh, is able to produce something that that feels very true to them very singular to their style but as you're mentioning was very uh um influential in its own way and maybe not directly as as some people would think but like it 
it was able to uh, um, influence a sort of counterculture of music while also proving to be uh, unique to the band because they would change their style and look and tones. But there was something that was very uniquely Sparks about every single one of their albums. And uh, I think in that respect, yeah, I don't necessarily think it warrants the two out two and a half hour uh, runtime. I, I do think it does kind of get a little long in the middle when it's just like, and then this happened and then this album came out and then this album came out and then this album came out and it, it does it does have a bit of a repetitive uh, a feel to to that when you do that over and over again but at the same time i never really felt bored by it uh and i, I do think edgar Wright is pretty good about having a lot of fun visual uh um uh, transitions and stuff there's a lot of like stop motion and uh, hand-drawn animation as well and and different things that that really makes it stand out and and continue to be very fun and appealing but really at the core though I, I think the movie itself what i think is really really good at is that it's able to make the allure of sparks both very tangible but also uh still have a uh, undefinable mystique in that like you can understand why they're so brilliant and why the creatives are so uh like they're so well liked and beloved in the music genres that they are a part of, but at the same time, there is like you, you don't fully understand. Like there is still a mystique to their their backstories and stuff. Like you mentioned, like they they you respect that they have like this sort of like unknowable quality to them that uh, still still feels very true to their style and and doesn't feel like we're revealing anything that they wouldn't want to be revealed. Which I understand for music fans, I think is a little annoying, but I feel like that that makes it the sort of ultimate sparks documentary at the same time yeah you know there were times where i was worried the film was kind of glorifying them a little bit and maybe like over hyping their sort of independent flavor their their sort of like independent mindset and i'm like okay they, they had to have had some moments right where they did trip up where they did try things that weren't really true to them but then the documentary it does get into that and so i did appreciate that it was willing to at some points, I go further into here, here were their limitations and here are the ones that were within their control. Here are the ones that are outside of their control. And I think what sets this apart a little bit from other music documentaries and music biopics, right, is where we don't have that sort of, and this is where like the entire world opened up for them. We don't really have that sort of Cinderella story. And so it was like, very interesting. You know, it has its own sort of purpose as a documentary that is a little bit more removed from what we typically see, right? If it's a Bruce Springsteen documentary, it's it's always like the humble beginnings. And then, yeah, oh, I you know, struggled at first, but then this one night changed everything. You know, we've seen that so many times from documentaries and biopics. I think what this film really has on its mind is really showing you that these two guys, I mean, they're just geeks and like the best ways like they're just they're musical nerds and they get together they make amazing art that isn't for everyone and but most importantly it's for them and they're making it and they want people to enjoy it like they, they don't make you know any bones about it i mean they make things that clearly they're they're fine with it never being heard by anyone but they want to continue doing this and so they understand that you have to keep making music you have to keep creating and just that discipline and that sort of no nonsense. I'm doing my passion and I'm not getting distracted. They remark on it throughout the film. They're, I think one of the producers is like, I, I never, you know, I would have given up. I would have, I can't believe that they're still around, but they just sort of have a persistence to them 
that is really admirable and, and really enviable. And the documentary does a really good job of bringing that about. It, it's a bit of a puff piece, right? You know, it's not exactly an investigative documentary. Yeah, it's, and, it's a very softball you know. documentary. It's that not, they're yeah. not asking hard questions or really diving deep into like their personal struggles at these individual points in their lives. But yeah, I mean, I get that. Right. That's fine. And, you know, it, maybe it holds the documentary back a little bit. But at the same time, I think if you try to force that sort of thing, it would be just as regrettable, you know, so I don't I don't want to, you know, cut, I want to cut the film a little bit of slack. Right. That said, I, I'm in I'm into this. I think that's a, it's a very serviceable doc with uh, just a, a bit too long of a runtime. I, I probably would have given it a B plus if it had been a little bit tighter, a little bit more focused and a little bit less slavish to we got to really unpack the narrative behind every single album these guys made it's a little much but i'm still i'm a i'm a sparks brothers fan i don't know if i'm a sparks fan i don't love all their music myself but i definitely appreciate and respect them and uh, i like some of their music i think uh, like beat the clock when is it gonna be my way like, there, there's some really really good tunes in there for me but uh yeah it's a it's gonna be a b for me b for brothers uh but what about you sure yeah, I'm a B as well. Um, ultimately, as you're suggesting, I think it's a very fun, comprehensive documentary in terms of their discography and their uh, iconography as well, just in terms of like how they are able to change and mold their image and sound throughout the decades and time and still, like I said, stay true to who they are, but also adapt to the times and uh, become uh, more unique in their own individual, individual ways. But um, at the same time, I do feel like for a band that is is uh so idiosyncratic by design there is something about the presentation of the documentary that even when it is fairly cheeky and it does some subversive things especially towards the beginning i do feel like it's ultimately maybe a little bit more straightforward than this band really deserves i mean granted i do think edgar wright really put a stamp on this like it's not a dry documentary by any means but i do feel like there there could have been something maybe a little bit more uh unique to the band itself to to really uh make it a documentary that feels like the ultimate Sparks documentary, but I think it's pretty close. I mean, certainly I, I think it's a very fun time. Like even if you aren't super into the band, I think you can watch this and enjoy it and at least come away understanding the appeal and why they are so beloved by certain uh, subsections of music fans. So yeah, I think it's a fun time. Like I said, I only saw it at home. I don't know what the theatrical experience is like, but I feel like it would be very fun to see us in theaters, uh, certainly more so than maybe some other music documentaries. So uh, yeah, it's a good time. All right. And critics are liking this. It has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 95 reviews, a high average rating of 8 out of 10. And I, I, th I like the consensus here. It says their albums may be cult favorites, but the Edgar Wright directed documentary offers an introduction to the Sparks Brothers that has something for everyone. I think that's pretty appropriate. Yeah. I mean, if you have a movie with both Mike Myers and Beck, I feel like I'm at least going to give it a B minus. <laughs> so that's yeah, just me. And Franz Ferdinand. Sure. There you go. Even Weird Al. I, I, I thought that, you know, Weird Al had made some good points in this movie about how, like, the, the denigration of, like, comedy bands and how, yeah. like, the Sparks were, they just, they, they were smart. They were satirical, but they were sort of, like, satirical without being over the top about it in a way that maybe Weird Al sort of is. But uh, I think Weird Al's a, a pretty smart guy. and He's another musician, I think, that I is, uh, yeah. you know, kind of molded his style and stay true to his uh, image and music throughout the years. So I think they're pretty comparable, but I can understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a different approach when uh, both are valid. I'll say that. But that is the Sparks Brothers. It is 140 minutes long. It's currently playing 
in theaters. I don't know when it's going to be available worldwide, but it's coming to us from Focus Features. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.